0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Once again, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe of CliffLowe.com in scenic Peanek, New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com and Forestville, California, and Conjuraman of Conjureman Consulting in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest, Madam Nadia of madamnadia.com in Chicago, Illinois, bringing us today's topic of promotions and publicity for the modern mage. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodoists of our time. You can all learn a lot just by listening. But if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-hosts Katherine Ironwood and Conjureman. Miss Cat.
2: Hi. Well, this is a day we've we've had <laughs> we've had Mercury retrograde up to the um, final limit. I think everyone who knows about magic knows what this is all about. Um, Today's show is a really interesting one to me and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I do a lot of psychic readings for people i read for people um mostly you know love and jobs and you know whatever it's going to be but um and i have been talking about this recently that we are getting a lot of calls for people who want to start their own businesses because the economy has been so hosed Mm -hmm, by the mm -hmm, pandemic. Restaurant workers can't go back to work or they don't want to meet the public and go back to work. Nobody wants to be a school bus driver and be locked up in a tin can with, you know, 60 contagious children. And so people are starting their own businesses. Now, I don't usually start talking about what the show is going to be about at the beginning, but I am doing it this time because this is a show that's really designed for my students, those who have graduated from my class, all of the people who hang out in the chat who are like, you know, partly doing a little bit of their income through psychic reading. This is a show I have wanted to do for a long, long time. And I'm going to tell you, I get more calls these days for business consultations than I ever have. And they're not always just for Mm -hmm. being a a psychic, but most of them are. And I'm going to tell all y'all who listen, this is where we're going to reveal all the secrets. We're really going to talk about how to raise up the next generation, um, the younger people, younger than me i'm 74 i don't have anybody to compete against anymore i'm at you know at the top of my game and i'm coasting and i'm ready to help anybody who wants to get into the psychic reading business and treat it as a business not just a hobby Mm -hmm. and so this is about promotion this is about how to help yourself if you know anybody who is interested in the subject Hit them up right now and tell them to join us in the chat room because there's going to be a lot going down in the chat. We're going to be talking about this, the entire opening section of the show, like we always do. And um, this is an important show given the time and the place. All right, that's my news and not much news. Oh, except for that I've been watching the um the volcano on, on the island of La Palma, which is in oh, yeah. the Canary Islands, it's where the Canary Island date palms and the Canary Island finches, which we call canaries, and the Presa Canario dogs, those giant mastiffs, all come from the Canary Islands. And right now, the island of La Palma, which is where the palms come from, is exploding in a nice way. It's a, it's a, it's a volcano that's at a level two out of eight, so it's it's not a dangerous volcano. It's very, very pretty, and I've been watching it for days and days and days and days and days, and a whole community of volcano watchers has grown up around it, and we all log into to AFAR TV, A-F-A-R TV at YouTube, or we can log in to, if we speak Spanish, to TV La Palma, but the best is to have both of them on the screen, do a pop-out chat from afar because it's in English, and then join your fellow volcano watchers. It's hypnotic, it's beautiful, it's nature. So can I say, I'm enjoying it. Oh, and I'm making oils while I'm I'm watching the volcano. (laughs) I'm making oils for Lucky Mojo. It's been one of those weeks. Yeah, I sleep with the volcano on. That's right. Nangasheva knows the truth. I have I added uh, the volcano to the cat purring video, so now I have both the cat purring and the volcano going as audio while I sleep. And I'm not the only one. There's a whole group of us who listen to the volcano um, day and night. All right, so that's my news. I know it sounds kind of nuts, but today I made... Um, Let's see. I made law keep away oil, and I made return to me oil, and a few others. I don't remember all the names, but my hands smell mm, pretty good. Um, mm, pretty yummy, actually. <laughs> oh, I made I made yep. come to me. Mm, that was what it was. Mm, uh, come to, me smell come great. to me. Oh yeah, I'm, yep. I'm very very good. So that's my day. How are things with you, Contra-Man?
0: Things are going well. Busy as usual. Watching uh, not the volcano. But almost as explosive, watching the Kellogg strike that's going on right now. So we've been watching this. I've been mentioning how throughout the year we're seeing a lot of really weird things around labor. So this is um, really ties into what we're talking about today with people moving into their own businesses. But there's been mass resignations going on, people not wanting to go back to work, but also strikes. Ongoing strikes just a little while ago, Foster Farm was striking in California, Amazon was striking earlier in the year, but now Kellogg is on strike right now and that's a pretty large strike for anyone who knows who Kellogg is as a corporation and Mm -hmm. company and the impact that's going to have on uh, availability of, of resources and goods and whatnot. We're we're really living. 2021 is really kind of a weird and fascinating year in that regards. And we mentioned this back back in the beginning of the year as one of the yearly predictions. Just how how funky things were around labor. So this topic could not be any more relevant leave it to the wonderful madam nadia for bringing it to us um but it is really pertinent because people are starting to ask the question of why should i work for somebody else if i can work for myself should i do i even want to go back into the office if i can set up shop in my house or if i can do readings for people or if i can do root work for people and not just psychic businesses and not just spiritual businesses but businesses of all sorts i remember reading an article Uh, a few months ago, that OnlyFans blew up during the (laughs) pandemic, right? That Mm -hmm. OnlyFans took the gig economies where people were either on Patreon or OnlyFans or subscription-based, these type of things were really taking off because everyone is rethinking their relationship to work and labor. And so this is a really relevant topic and where I think we're going to get into some really good, juicy details about how to... Not just start a business, but really how to start a business and survive the pandemic.
2: I, I just have to say, you follow labor, I follow nature, and Papa G just <laughs> popped in the chat and said, "I've got the volcano open in another tab." <laughs> Papa G, Papa G is something like we got carved out of the same block. I don't know what it is with me and Papa G. <laughs> And Papaji asked, can I make twice as much reading Tarot naked on OnlyFans? You know, Papaji, I bet you could. If you're up for it, dude, do it. There's a market for
0: everybody. There
2: there is.
3: And we'll document how you market yourself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and
2: I'm I'm going to say um, I actually have an, an antique postcard called naked fortune telling it's in, the word is it's all written in german and it's mm. no for really of it's course. two naked no i'm not kidding it's two naked ladies posing with cards and a and um on a couch sort of a painting couch and then on the back is a raven and I don't know whether it's alive or taxidermied but it's a freaking raven on the back mm. and uh, it's, no, for real this is a oh, real postcard from, I love it it's it's, yeah it is amazing. epic it's a postcard from around 1908 1910 yeah naked fortune tellers <laughs>
3: Hmm. Well, that I bet naked this, fortune tellers yeah. is probably a hashtag on OnlyFans or something like that. So I bet yeah. if, if, there, if there's a postcard in 1910, I can tell you that there must be a hashtag in uh, 2021, and I there think should this be. is uh this is um, um, an interesting uh, segue here to going yeah. to well, <laughs> hi everybody. let <laughs> <laughs> <Hello. Hi. laughs>
2: bring let's bring Nadia on. Um, For those who don't know Madam Nadia, but I think many of you do, Madam Nadia has been a friend of ours and a member of AIR since the beginning. She is a fantastic reader, card reader, and she also practices hypnotism and hypnotherapy. And... So we're going to let you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to before we get to the topic. What have you been doing recently, Madam Nadia?
3: Oh, my gosh. Um, I've been, it's been a busy, 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 busy summer. I had a wonderful summer. Um... And uh, I am not watching uh, any volcanoes at the moment. I am uh, uh, a little bit horrified by the fact that this macro retrograde is just – I can't – no, I cannot use anything to enter the chat right now. So I'm a little bit sad about that. Um, But otherwise, I've been doing a lot of – Uh, hypnotherapy and I've also been working with a lot of students and I've been noticing the same thing as you are noticing Kat because I have a lot of people that are coming to me for almost business advice or how to put themselves out there into the world
0: and on the other
3: hand I find myself more and more increasingly discussing things with my students like ethics and that (laughs) is also because there is um, a big sort of um, uh, change of perspective where people before were looking at our business and kind of saying, well, you know, we, we were raising questions like, should we charge or should we not charge? You know, there were people like, your spiritual workers should not charge. Now it is not should I charge, it's how much should I charge? And so there's right. a lot of questions and there is a lot of them people want to know. And I am one of, the, the, um, one of um, the type of person that thinks that the more transparent we can keep it, the more we all can make. I don't believe in hiding how I do my business. I don't believe in hiding mm-hmm. how I put myself out there. I don't believe in not um, sharing where I come from and my roots and my teachers and so forth and so on. So um, because of that, I believe that it's, it's really important discussion. And I believe that uh, we as seasoned people in our industry that have been doing it for a little bit more than a day, um, it's our job to also kind of shape how the next generation, our students, how they're going to be showing up in the world, what kind of services they're going to be giving, and also realizing the realities that we're living. And I'm going to share with you guys something that I have been having conversations with Uh, colleagues in the spiritual field and that is the fact that we are going to have to start addressing uh, death grieving and death rituals on a very very mass format big level because there are a lot of people that just died on us COVID took a lot of people and there is not enough not enough services out there to support all of it and how what is going to be done with it so our industry It's my prediction because another thing that I do for a living is I'm a marketer and I work with different tools to figure out what the future is bringing. So my perspective looking at different things is that we are going to be talking a lot about this kind of somber stuff like death transition, ancestors and things. And we need to start thinking what is the next generation of of, of, uh, spiritual worker going to be like because they're going to have to be, I think, much more responsible than we were and understanding that there is so much influx in people who are making business out of it and they are using everything that's available. And right now there's so much available if you just understand how it works. If you don't say, well, I'm used to like, this is how I do my things. And this is no, you have TikTok, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have all these different things that are completely free. Mm But that's right. Coming to them. Again, because of how they operate, ethics is going to be a very important thing and also understanding that the environment is going to be very different for all of us um, as uh, COVID and everything else progresses and we we'll live through this very interesting um, and strange time. So this is why I thought it would be a good idea to, to bring it in today and see, um, kind of maybe share ideas or questions um, about the topic. Hmm.
2: I'm going to make a comment here. I think preparing to offer grief and loss therapy and divination uh, marks the maturation of a reader. The young, cute, the, you know, the naked uh-huh. fortune tellers with the raven. Uh, the raven was a prop. They had not yet dealt with it, I'll tell you that. These mm-hmm. these girls look, yep. you know, 20 years old. And I was 20 years old and a reader once myself. But um, we've talked about this before among us. And... Um, And, you know, this topic has come up before, that you aren't a complete reader until you've reached an age where you've had a really complete set of experiences. And you just need to to mature as a reader. But when you're a young reader, it's good to offer your youth and what you can do, but don't try to be um, a grandmother until you're a grandmother. In other words, the reader, Mm -hmm. the the, the trope, the stereotype of the grandmother-reader, carries weight for a certain reason it's not scary old witch it's wise grandmother and Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you have to be a wise grandmother to be a good reader but it does add a dimension and every step of your life is part of your training there is no i got a certificate now i'm a reader that's not it you're you're going to have to see how you deal with your own life experiences both the you know the the good and the not-so-good, and how that causes you to mature as a reader. And I'm going to tell you something else before we go any farther into promotion and publicity. One of the things that I've noticed since we founded AIR, and AIR was founded in, in um, let's see, uh, 2008, but it didn't go online until 2009. It, it uh, went online June 6, 2009 since we founded air there have been people in and people out and of course some people have passed away and uh, some people have left and new people have come in but one of the most common things is that people come into air thinking it's going to build their career and then they are hit with something and it could be something good they get married or it could be something bad they get divorced or You know, whatever happens, and they cannot integrate that experience into the idea of being a reader, and they leave. And so for many people, being a reader is not a lifelong career. I've had periods where I was a comic book editor, but I always still did astrology. I never stopped reading, but it was only... um, a little extra and I read a lot for free for my comic book friends you know while we're sitting around at a convention they're like hey do my chart or read you know mm-hmm. read some cards for me and I would do that but um, it wasn't my major source of income then it came back to being my major source of income but I still do other things so number one if you start as a reader and and hit a wall because of something that happens in your life step back for a while, maybe in a year or two, two and a half years, you'll say, okay, I've digested that piece of wisdom, and I'm ready to go back to reading. Because what we're saying today, what we're talking about today, may not serve you today, may serve you at another time. Just Mm -hmm. remember, come back to this show. Um, That's so important that people understand that when someone says they're quitting reading, Some of them will convert to a religion that doesn't permit it. Or they marry an abusive husband who starts kicking them and and beating them and won't let them do it, right? Know what happens to them. Or they might say, hey, I'm going into real estate again because I've always wanted to be a realtor. I was only doing psychic readings while I was studying for my realty license. It was easy. And they're just going to kick it back to a hobby level or maybe nothing at all. So readers come and go. And if you want to be a reader who stays in in the business, you have to take um, knowledge from your own life and the life experiences of those around you. Knowledge number one, don't get into witch wars. Don't get into feuds. Don't do it. Let them feud with each other, fight with each other, back away. That's the best advice I can give anyone who's entering a highly competitive field where individual celebrity is important. We're not the Kardashians. We're not going. Oh, you know, so and so is having a feud with the other one, and they're. You know, we're not going to be doing that. It's not good for uh, business, and although it attracts people, it may not be anything that um, serves your career. That doesn't mean you have to be a doormat. Just saying, don't get into witch wars. It'll always come back and bite you. The other thing is, I want to go back to what Nadia said, which is free, free services, Instagram, Facebook. Those are the backbone of your popularity. And um, so some some use them and some don't. For instance, Contraman,
0: you don't use those services to promote yourself, do you? No, I don't. I was uh, my practice was predominantly built off of my teacher. So I inherited her work and then built a reputation slowly from word of mouth, working through the association of independent readers and group workers. But no, I don't I don't always follow the traditional model of self promotion or promoting my business the way the marketers might tell you to do so, by building a social media presence. In fact, I don't think I'm even on. Yeah, I'm not even on Facebook Um, Mm -hmm. or I used to be, but not not in that sense. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so one of the keys for me when I tell people is there are some things that are tried and true and works really well. You should all have a business card. You should have a really good website. Maybe you'll have some type of blog or something along those lines. But also to find your own path, find what works for you. Um, for me, my force of reputation works really well to promote my my business, um, the work that I do and the type of clients that I take on. Other people might find that they um, develop a reputation or develop a, a, you know, being known for something. Like Madame Nadia is famed as the enchantress extraordinaire, right? She's known for helping people reach success in artists and and musicians and entertainers and celebrities, right? She works in that regard. So I tell clients that dear, it's about finding your niche. It's about finding your flow. But there are also things that you can do magically to help build that reputation.
2: Yeah. I'm going to just put in something, too. You put in many years at the Lucky Mojo Forum. And that did, also yeah. helped build your reputation one-on-one. And people still are quoting your spells that you gave away at the forum. So I'm going to say, not just because Lucky Mojo Forum is run by Lucky Mojo, but Lucky Mojo Forum is a really good way for the novice... Um, professional, I don't mean the novice spellcaster or the novice reader, but to make a reputation. If you have time on your hands because no one's calling your number and you're on Hoodoo Psychics, say, go to the forum and start answering questions. Now, you can become a forum moderator if you graduate from my course, and you would have had to be to do, be on Hoodoo Psychics. But even if you've never taken my course, um, you can go to the forum and just answer questions. If you uh, become a moderator, um, people will recognize you and all... Um, members of AIR and Huda Psychics have named threads at the forum thank you Kondra Ali. thank you Cat Ironwood thank you Madame Nadia and you can send your clients to those forum places to post testimonials keep your name up front in the active topics so there are ways that are free to get the word out and um, I cannot say enough about business cards of course I'm a, a business card freak so there you go Um Make your business card um, beautiful. Make it unusual. Don't make it square or circular or something like that that no one will be able to keep. <laughs> Just make a business card size. I swear to God it's the best size. And um, And put in things like your hours, your rates. People who try to hide their rates really are not doing themselves a service. Put in all the numbers that you can be found in. Put in your specialties. I read tarot. I read pendulums, whatever it may be. Business cards can have a lot of words on both sides. They're very cheap, and there are many places that print them. I recommend print. But there's other places, too. And if you need to, make several business cards, one for your hypnotherapy, one for your tarot reading, one for your whatever it may be, marriage counseling, whatever your real estate, whatever you do, put them all, each on a separate business card, keep them in your little business card thing and hand them out. Nowadays, of course, not so much public contact, but if you sell things mm-hmm. online like at Etsy or eBay or at your own website, make sure you send out those business cards with
3: every package.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: That's great. And also think about all the stuff that you are watching and consuming on social media. And if you're hearing things in the background, it's my dog sneezing. I swear to God, I'm not torturing anybody. (laughs) That is my dog sneezing. (laughs) Uh, But um, everything that you are consuming on social media, is potentially something that you can be delivering to other people. And I think it's really important. It's great that you can say that I'm doing terror, I'm doing pendulums, but really why do I want to go and pay money to you and not to Ali and not to Kat and not to Madam Nadia? But mm-hmm. What is it about you and how the, how do I find you? So first things first, to figure out what it is about you, let's make sure that you practice readings and spell work, not just for yourself, but for other people as well. Mm -hmm. And you started, you you practiced. You didn't see it on TikTok and thought it's going to be great, and you're going to start charging money on it because you know how to build your Wix site, (laughs) but you have absolutely zero experience with life, okay? If you're going to do that, it's not going to be good. But, you know, this is just my suggestion. Practice a little bit. And when you start practicing a little bit, you're going to figure out a couple of things. You're going to figure out what kind of spells you like doing, what kind of people you like working with and what kind of stuff visually intrigues you. And if you start paying attention to that, you're going to start understanding your niche and you're going to start understanding how to tell other people why you are unique. And when you are unique, I know why I'm paying you money. I know why Mm -hmm. you're going to give me a certain type of reading, a certain type of, pendulum work, whatever it is. I am going to know it's going to be much more special, and if it's special for me, if it's unique for me, I'm going to appreciate your service, just like any other business person. The other part of it that I think is really important is that we shouldn't forget that social networking is to be social. It's not mm. to go out there and try to immediately connect to people who can promote you, or uh, friend somebody and immediately attach them to like invite them to 300 of your pages. If you're going to mm-hmm. do it to me, just so you know, because I have people know me in the community and you want to be friends with me because you want to piggyback off of my stuff. I get that, you know, I'll let you do that. If we're friends, I'll hype you or boost you. But if you're going to friend me and I allowed you to be my friend and immediately going to send me invitation to groups or pages, I'm going to block you and I'm going to share this information with everybody. You know why? Because this is Mm -hmm. my social. Because this Mm. is the people that I care about. This is my community. I don't want them to have to waste time on this kind of thing. But if you come on my post and you start interacting with me, for real, you start asking legitimate questions. I'm going to right. pay attention to you. We started networking. You know what? Next time when you're going to hit my inbox and you're going to say, hey, Madam Nadia, I have a question, I'm not just going to block you. I'm going to ask you, how can I help you? You know why? Because when I was a little baby witch, Miss Cat helped me.
2: Miss mm-hmm. Cat helped me.
3: Miss Cat knew the business. Without Mm -hmm. being connected to Miss Kat, nobody would know who Madam Nadia was. And when we start, like at that time, Instagram was just starting, Facebook. So, Mm -hmm. but Kat already understood the business of the business of the Internet when when everybody was still, you know, having a finger in their nose looking at the sky like, wow, Internet. There was already (laughs) a business. If I wasn't Uh connected to cats, nobody would not know. And probably still, do you know how many people come to me for air? I have no time to do readings. I am booked up to I don't know where. I am so booked. I'm doing so many different things at the same time. People still Mm -hmm. find me at air. And you know who are my, my clients? The people that with me and I still have clients from California from when I live in California because those, mm-hmm. those, those are my clients. They like my work. They're going to stay with me because I have a niche and I am my own person and this is what works. People know how Cat works. People mm-hmm. know how they work. People know that when they're going to come with me, I'm not going to be gentle and kind. If I'm going to see bullshit, I'm going to call bullshit because I see this is my mm-hmm. duty. I'm, this is this kind of worker. Other people Mm -hmm. come to the table and say, I'm going to be very gentle and kind, and we need those people. We need all kinds of people because this is how everybody can – when I need a reading, when I need somebody to be gentle or to open my eyes, I know to whom to go. Well, everybody has a different style, and there are workers who do
2: nothing, nothing but be gentle. But what you touched on something that's very important to me here, which is you have clients who are still yours from when you lived in California, and that's many years Mm -hmm. ago. I have Mm -hmm. clients who've been with me forever. I mean, these are clients that go back um, 30 years and more, and I every once in a while, even touch bases with people for whom I did an astrology chart in the 1970s. Oh, well, you're still here. So am I, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I... Feel that those people who are usually called the regulars deserve better things. I give them a birthday special when it's their birthday. They get an extra half hour instead of a one-hour reading. It's an hour and a half, no extra charge because they're regulars. I also have another little pet peeve. I'm going to throw in here: people. We're talking about people. Do they overhype themselves? Do they oversell? Please, on your website, don't refer to yourself in the third person. It sounds Wrong. You're not um, being managed by some management company. You're you. Be yourself. Talk about yourself in the first person, and let people know who you are. Hi, I'm Cat Ironwood. Not Cat Ironwood is an experienced reader. You don't do that on your own web page, but yet it's an early mistake that young people often make. They think it builds them up by referring to themselves as if someone were writing about them. Not a good idea.
0: Um, I think um, and something that Madam Nadia really touched on, and I think this is also really where we you're speaking, is authenticity matters. I think people try to put on a, a facade or they put on a persona or they put on a, you know, like a, I've got to speak about myself in a certain way in order to be taken seriously. But in actuality, the best way to build those connections is authenticity. And this is this is going to matter. I you know, I tell clients this who are interested in building their uh, practice, is what do you genuinely offer? What do you offer? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what are you offering the community? What are you offering people besides business? Besides the exchange of services, what do you actually offer? And if you can start to answer that question, that'll go a long way. You can make up for any sort of, quote-unquote, professional points that you miss out right? Maybe your website isn't the best. Maybe your business card isn't the snazzy. Maybe your social media game isn't the best. You can make up those in authenticity, but you can't do it the other way around. You can have the mm-hmm. best website, the best social media game, but if something is lacking in authenticity, then you come off as fake. You come off mm-hmm. as a fraud. And I think Papa, Papa G was it, I might have missed it, but Papa G mentioned this in the comments, Right? There's some people that come off as salesmen That's so true. Everything is about how they're the biggest and the baddest, and they've done this, and they're a secret tantric this, and they've got the best talisman that. And you're just like, bro, take a deep breath. It's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not that big a deal. It's not that serious. Take a deep breath. Or every freaking post is a promo. Like You've never seen them post an idea or a thought or have any consideration about what's going on in the world around them or in the environment, it's all, check out 10% of that, and I've got a great deal going on today, and next week, and you're just like, good God, that becomes exhausting. So there's an element of authenticity, that social component. Madam Nadia is not saying you need to be friends with everyone. Madam Nadia is saying community connection, right? That right there is going to matter a great deal, and is going to do far more to promote your business a lot of these other things that you can do in a checklist.
2: Yeah. I just I just wrote something in the chat. Building a mask comes off as yeah. fraudulent. And the most common mm. masks are sexy, spooky, scary, rich, slutty, yep. Yep. gangsta, and powerful. Yeah. And right. these these are very common masks and you just go, Oh, how well are they acting at that? Um and, again, you will you may get a few young kids coming to you with those masks, but how many yeah. middle-aged women who will be your regulars for 30 years are going to come to you with when you wear those exactly. masks? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And our, our careers are for our lives, and you want to be able to be your authentic sense. You don't have to wake up and say, oh, I've got to put on my slutty mask or I've got to put on my gangsta <laughs> mask. I mean, unless that's what really are, in, in which case, fine, and you do that, but you'll, you know. Um, now, um, Onyx Rose asked a question. Can you also speak to the problem of feeling like an imposter sometimes? Well, there's actually yeah, a mental yeah. disorder called an imposter. Yeah. Sort of. um, but uh, and I don't know if that's what you're referring to. If it's something of that nature, no, we cannot help you with that. That's a, that is really a, there is a mental illness of that. But if you feel like you don't have enough experience and that makes mm-hmm. you feel like an impostor, start by trading readings with your friends for free. Um, or for five dollars, or for ten dollars, charge each other like a little tea party among children. You'll build up a, a posse or a crew, and you'll begin to then be able to branch out. I know, I remember when this happened to me. When all of a sudden people started coming to me, and I was like, "Wow, am I ready yet?" But I was. As soon as the the, mm-hmm. the little circle I was in opened up to the public, we supported each other, we helped each other, and. Join a group like AIR or Hoodoo Psychics and learn more about how we work um, and what it feels like. You know, some days aren't as good as other days. Some days are great. We all have lives, and having friends in the business helps. I also want to take one little quick minute to recommend The Fortune Teller's Guide to Success by Valentina Burton and this is a book that valentina wrote a, a few years ago and it's a fantastic it's a book. Book, I love book on how to have mm-hmm. a career um she published it herself for a number of years and then finally she said hey how about if i just stop doing the publishing and let you guys publish it and so now it's distributed published and distributed by lucky mojo i recommend it so so much um and um, Papa G said he feels inferior sometimes when hosting with us because we're more educated. But but that's part of the generosity—is lobbing softballs to your buddies <laughs> until think, they catch up. Balls.
0: <laughs> yeah and I think um Audis Rose is talking about uh imposter syndrome. It's a, syndrome. Which is a real yeah. Yeah, yeah imposter syndrome is real and it's not it's not a mental disorder uh, or condition though there is other cases that are like that but men, imposter syndrome generally are people who feel who doubt their own abilities and particularly doubt their place within a community. Uh, People who come, who don't, who are not raised in a tradition can sometimes feel imposter syndrome when they are practicing that tradition. People feel imposter syndrome if they, for example, don't come from a a background of of everyone being candle makers. And so when they get into candle making, they feel like an imposter. Uh, Minoritized people, people from marginalized background, working class, these are people who often feel imposter syndrome, like especially if you make it right like you make it big somewhere you can feel that sense of imposter syndrome so there are things you can do madam nadia mentioned one i'm gonna i'm gonna she's not gonna In since we're talking about promotion i'm gonna promote her a little bit uh, madam nadia's uh, discussion about hypnosis here is really really crucial the self things that are going on internally really really can work at your uh, confidence it can work at your ability to feel like hey I belong to this community or I have something to give. So doing sessions in that regards. Also, I tell people that if you feel like an imposter, ground yourself in a tradition. You don't need to do the most creative, most fantastic, unique spell work if a honey jar does really well. Ground yourself in tradition. Learn this stuff through and through. The more grounded you are, in my opinion, the better suited you are to dealing with things like imposter syndrome. And then find a community. Find people who accept you, who support you, who, as Kat says, will throw you softballs or will throw you clients and say, you know, I really know that this person is good at this. Kat has done this for all of us. And plenty of my clients have come my way because of Kat, because Kat goes, I know that Ali is good at this. I'm going to send it to to and so she'll send mm-hmm. people, and we do it to each other. We, we know, I go, oh, if I've got someone who's like, I really want to make it big as a singer. I'm like, i got the right person for you. You need to go mm-hmm. see, talk to Madame Nadia. But if someone is sitting there and going, I've been dealing with this uh, rom- romance situation where uh, we're trying to reconcile that oh, that's a Deacon Millett situation, right? I know who goes to cat. I'm, cat's the queen of pentacles in my deck, right? Whenever it comes up, uh-huh. you, need to go, you need to go talk to a cat. She knows what she's doing here. She can help you. So that's the other thing. First, work on that internal monologue. Get some hypnotherapy. Get some, do some whatever internal work you need to do to address it. Two, stick to the tradition. Build your strengths there. And three, find your community. If you can do these three things, you will address imposter syndrome.
3: Yeah, uh, question, I love it, Joshua, and I would like to add just a little, just just something on top of the um, um, of that a uh, lovely syndrome. If you really want to know how people work, become an apprentice, study with somebody, see yeah, how yeah. we do things. Because one of the like the, the most juicy conversations that I have with my students is not what kind of route I use. For a certain spell it's how I pulled myself out of a situation when I had somebody to read for, and I looked into the cards and I saw absolutely nothing and the, the client in front of me gave me absolutely no clues, and I made it one of the best readings ever. This is what you share. This is what you teach. What do you do? To, to just to understand that we're not walking around all dressed up with, like, high pointy hats all the time, and this is what we're, you know, <laughs> people are people. I think those are the things that my students want to know. How do I decide mm-hmm. do I take a client or not? How do I say no to a client? Do I do it by email or do I do it in person, you know? How do I upgrade my mm-hmm. rates? how how do i decide Mm -hmm. how much to charge because maybe i'm an imposter because i'm i shouldn't be charging listen if you are a a gifted reader i am a gifted reader i can read anything at any time i can Mm -hmm. charge more earlier some people it takes them longer to be able to say that there are certain Mm -hmm. things that i would not even touch because it's not my thing i'm not either not emotionally or spiritually aligned or i just don't want to do it but what I would do, I would send it to somebody else. And even if somebody is going to come to me, can you teach me how to do it? Yeah, I can teach you, but why wouldn't I recommend Miss Kat or Ali or somebody else who is not going to teach you? Then they're going to teach you way better. But this is the networking part because I know that Ali and Kat will do the same thing for me, the same thing. Mm-hmm. They will send the person to me, and this is how you become successful, and this is marketing. This is marketing also. You know,
2: I'm going to put in something else, In this is about sobriety. Um, there are many people who are great readers who um, cannot have a career because they are alcoholics or drug addicts. And some people may be born great readers. Don't bother comparing yourself and say, Well, oh, gee, I'm not as good as so-and-so. But just put one foot in front of the other and develop your skills because that person who might have been born great and born gifted may also have been born with the genetic predisposition to alcohol and may really drop off the face of the earth and never fulfill themselves as a reader so i see this all the time i it's one of the hardest things for me to understand and watch it happen um the the race if it is a race is to the slow and steady and there are people who do dangerous things and lose their way, so just be careful about that we We cannot be counselors if we are not healing ourselves and um my cousin Joshua also talked about you know getting readings from people. You can ask a reader a good one who's a friendly reader, and i that might say my i'm I'm very good at this. I'd like you to do me a reading and then explain to me why the reading worked the way it did. Now you have to have a mm-hmm. genuine question and won't be a theoretical question, but you say i my question is such and so and um and what how now what is cards and why did that why did you say this? Any reader who's any good will share a few tips and secrets and tricks that way and um, I do it a lot and um, Papa G said you can learn so much more from mentors by not being afraid to say you don't know something don't act like you do or you miss a learning experience and um, he said I've said to Kat many times I don't know about that and she's there to tell me yeah you know I'm like this wind-up doll that's my gift my gift is not to be the best reader or spellcaster my gift is to remember everything that's ever passed my eyes and my ears and you just you put in the dime, you whine, and, it, and then I will give you a 45-minute to six-hour lecture, depending on what the topic is. There aren't too many people like me. It's All, all I need is food and lodging. I, it's just what I do. So I'm not going to say, wow, I'm so wise. I just have a, an eidetic memory.
0: Unusual. Mm. That's it. And I think I think one of the keys to, to promotion here and, and building a successful career is first define what does success look like for you? What is it? Can you envision it? Does, it? does it mean something? Does it mean you bought a particular house at the end of the year? Or does it mean you made a certain amount? Does it mean you connected with the right people? What does success look for you? Define it for yourself, and then lay the foundation for it. One of the things that often strikes me is that people who set up shop, and were are like, I'm ready to be a tarot reader. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. How many tarot readings have you done? Oh, I've done a few for my friends and family. Like, so you've never taken <laughs> on anyone other than friend or family? Mm-hmm. No. Or, or are we a client? I'm like, I'm really interested in hoodoo. I'd love to be a hoodoo practitioner. I'm like, okay, great. Have you taken CATS course? No, I have not. Do you come from a tradition of practicing hoodoo? No, I do not. Okay, hold on a minute, <laughs> There's a, there's a step A here. There's a step A here. So, you know, Madam Nadia was brilliantly talking about apprenticeships. Have you taken cat's Apprenticeship? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any idea how to make powders. You don't know how to make powders. Nope. Okay. So there's a step A. There's that first step, mm-hmm. And it's okay to recognize that we all start somewhere. That we start at step A and that success is built brick by brick. Brick by brick until you've got something. People jump to the promo bit before they've got their bricks in hand, and that's the problem. Then you end up with a house of cards. I'm mixing my metaphors here, I know, but it's really crucial to understand that you can't jump to the promo bit. You can't jump to, the, to this other stuff like, okay, I need to, I need to be the best, the best at this, and I'm going to be the scary evil sorcerer who does this, and I'm like, all right, that's great. And when was the last time you actually lit a candle for a client? When was the last time you actually read that candle for that client? When was the last time you had to deal with something like spiritual bathing? So these are the the things you have to think about. How are you building the foundation? Because when you have a solid foundation, that does deal with things like imposter syndrome. It also builds a more meaningful connection. When you are laying that foundation is when you're starting to build your network, you're starting to build your social community, you're building the people around you. And as you do that, that will grow your business, that will help you to promote, that will create the allies and the friends that will bring clients your way. If you start to see yourself as a person on the path, not walking alone, but with friends and colleagues, then the promotion bit of it comes along with it. You don't have to think of promotion as a checklist that you have to do. You don't have to jump. It becomes a natural extension of what you are already doing. In other words, Shine brightly with a group of people who shine brightly next to you, mhm yeah yeah um it, it,
2: here's a there's another thing I do a lot for people who are serious. They pay me um for one hour for mm-hmm. how am I doing reading? So they ask me to prepare a question that's a real question. We don't do fake questions, then they read for me. Then I read for them. Then they read for me. We do three twenty-minute readings. I usually run over, and these are so fascinating. They want to know how it's done, and the best way to do is read for me and have me critique. it. So, I'm I'm not going to tell any secret on you, conjurman. That's embarrassing. Conjurman came to me a long time ago, and he asked me for some readings.
3: Oh, I did. And each reading,
0: what? Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, and they I'm, were on I'm, different I'm topics. I'm open about, uh, I'm super smart about getting readings mm-hmm. from people. I, that's how you learn. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. They, mm-hmm. were on they were on different topics. And well, I, by and the, by the third things. one, by the third one, I thought, these are all real questions. <laughs> but th- th- this guy had to search really hard to find questions, you know, that were different. Because <laughs> he's got a life. <laughs> he's going along one path. You know. <laughs> uh, this, this guy <laughs> is getting these how am I doing type readings. You know, they're, they're, They're readings that are educational. And I've had people read for me also, and then they would say, okay, what did you like and what did you not like about that? And I'll say, Mm -hmm. well, I didn't like the fact, just giving one example, on a telephone reading, I didn't like the fact that you took um, 45 seconds shuffling cards. If that was Mm -hmm. a hoodoo psychics per pay per minute reading, I'd have been pissed. So don't do it anymore. Well, how
3: am I going to do it?
2: Well... Either cut the cards, which is why a lot of us use the old three-card cut. It, yep. Boy, does that save time. Pre-shuffle and cut. Um, yep. And the other one is maybe use a smaller layout when you're working on the phone than, than you would um, you know, face-to-face. I mean, you don't have to go through that grand tableau on a phone reading, right? Yep. You, I mean, yep. it's I, not, maybe I, not the is, best thing to do.
0: <laughs> no, this is, this is such a, such an important advice here. You We learn like this. This is so crucial. I think, and this uh, we lose this along the way, as you become more skilled as a reader, some people kind of fall into the trap to think that I don't need readings or I don't need to learn from other people. But I learn constantly from other people. One of my favorite activities is getting readings from other people. I do it almost Mm -hmm. at every Hoodoo Heritage Festival. I've gotten readings from you dozens of times, Kat, because also sometimes Mm -hmm. you're learning. Sometimes you also just genuinely need the insight. This is some situation I'm maybe too close to and maybe missed something. But guess what? Cat might see it. Cat has been a psychic mm-hmm. for ages. She mm-hmm. might see it. Or Madame Nadia. Well, Madame Nadia gave me that. She's a cartomancer extraordinaire. Why on earth would I not get a reading from Madame Nadia mm-hmm. and learn more about cartomancy and develop that skill further? This is such a crucial bit of it. Do not be afraid to be a student. Do not be afraid to learn from other people, even if you have your own expertise, even if you have your own skills. Learn, and guess what? You learn certain things, little things you're like. Wow, that looks wonderful. One of my favorite bits, and I'll say this, that I learned from Kat. I've been a card reader for ages. I've been doing card reading since probably thirteen or so, with my first client at sixteen or seventeen. So I've been I've been at mm-hmm. this for ages. But to this day I when I read the Eight of Cups, the moon I go and the moon looks down sadly. I learned that from Kat. Kat said that to mm-hmm. me because one time and she read that card. And I learned
3: from you.
0: Yeah, family, I have
3: stuff that I have from you forever. It will okay. be uh, we'll that learn. the devil is reverse. The reverse lover is yeah. the reverse lovers, and they are the. Um, I don't remember how you worded it, but I will never, never forget it. And Kathy <laughs> always can. She always has the lilies and the roses. Like it doesn't matter how many times I listen to the show and she starts reading, I'm like. Jesus, I didn't even know if there was a lily in that flower. What the hell? And, <laughs> right. it's like, and the right. white lily represents blah, blah, blah. And, of course, wave was blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, I just learned, like, a whole bunch of other things. And I'm, I'm saying it because this is what saves your ass in reading, really. Because you will mm-hmm. sit there and something will throw you off and you'll stress out. What, where do I start? Where do I start? And you're looking at it like, oh, I remember the white lily. I'm just going to open my mouth and I'm just going to talk. Because another mm-hmm. thing. We are your elders. Miss Kat is my elder. So I believe Mm -hmm. that knowledge moves like that. Knowledge moves Mm -hmm. like that. So I know when I'm going to open my mouth, I'm going to talk about the White Lily. It's not going to be just my knowledge. It's going to be knowledge that passed to me through teachings and set me up for success. This Mm -hmm. is apprenticeship. This is networking. This is knowing each other for fifteen years. We all know each other for a really long time already. Mm-hmm. This it's, mm-hmm. it's part of this marketing and it's part of how putting yourself out. But sometimes you you those things also connect you. You start understanding the, the meaning of the white lily, and every time you see it, it's something that is important to you, and because it's important mm-hmm. to you, it's part of your personality, and you start using that little bit in marketing because it's valid and authentic, and it's not just because this is what's trendy or you saw that another sorcerer or mage or whatever used that too. and then there's a story, and when you have a story, then you become a brand, and you really offer something much more than just another reading. You're not just another reader. Now you are a business. And now you are a support system. Now you are the person that people look up to and come for information. Um, And this is uh, understanding that if you start walking on that path, this is not just the path of business, this is a path of of responsibility and respect. And because Mm -hmm. we live in this Mm -hmm. age where everything is documented. If you fuck up royally, it will always be there. And also that if you say things that are not true, it will be there and people will know. So don't make up personas. Don't do humbleness is a gift. Putting yourself out, as I said, as a student, to me, I value people like that. I see people yeah. that can come and be students no matter what, they, and they're curious. I'm like, damn, this is the person that I want to have a conversation with them because they're not pretending to be something. They're really interested in what I have to say. And, and <laughs> after you talk to people all the time to connect to people that you know and you're intuitive, you know that they're really <laughs> interested in what you have to say, this is magic. You're really going to invest <laughs> in those people. And you're going to push those people, and those are going to be your students. They're going to be successful, and they're going to – and I'm going to say that one of my – you know that my other idol, besides all of you guys here, is Marie Sapir. This is my RTT hypnotherapy. One of our people in our community who learned about RTT from me, who I supported also through stuff, actually continued Mm -hmm. and saw Marie Sapir in person and told her how much I helped him. And this was the mm-hmm. moment where I realized that everything is very little and we all are connected. But when we, I worked from my heart with this person. I did, – it came from me. It wasn't, it wasn't just because this is what I do or this is what I charge for. I would never in my life think that Marisa Peer would hear who Nadia is and that she helped this person. But this mm-hmm. is, this is the beauty of this networking. You never know who you
2: can connect to, but you can. Right. You can. Right. That's right. And but, and recommending uh, – one of my things is um, recommending other readers if I can't handle a job or other yeah. root workers if I can't oh, handle yeah. the job. Don't just say, no, I can't take your work or, you know, I'm not getting along with reading with you or you're not making the progress I wish you would. You don't do that. I try to move them along to somebody else. And I always start with people who are interested in the topic that they're interested in. In the mm-hmm. chat, uh, we got a, a little side trip going where Papa G was saying one of the things I taught him was to say bye-bye instead of bye because it's uh, friendlier but it, and more personable. But it actually comes out of something my mentor, Ken Pierce, taught me about languages. Some languages have gendered vocabularies and tonalities, um, Japanese for one, and many of the Native American West Coast languages, and those languages – there is a language that's spoken by women to their children, but then there's a men men-only language. So men know both languages, but women usually only speak the female language. And this is, he gave me this whole lecture about about gendered language, and it, and he said we do that in America too. And I said, of course we don't. And he goes, no, no, bye-bye language. And he'd come up with this term that if you speak to women, and if women are your primary clients, when you say goodbye, you say mm, bye-bye. And he put the mm into, mm, bye-bye. And that is the way that people talk who are female. And he found that since most of his clients were male, and most of their of the people who he was dealing with were male, but their secretaries were female, that if he mm. said mm, bye-bye to the women, they liked it. And when he called, they put him through to the boss. So just take advantage of knowledge like that. And, mm-hmm. of course, um, there are people who want to assume a more religious stance, you know, God bless your child. If that feels right to you, do it. never felt right to me. But I had to learn how to say bye-bye because my family was very formal. And we'd say goodbye. I'll talk to you later. You know, <laughs> we didn't say mm-hmm. bye-bye. So part of it, and I guess that would... would you could call it a mask, but it's a mask that I learned so long ago and it felt so right. And when I saw how pleasing it was to my clients, I began to act more female because most of my clients are female. And Mm -hmm. I'm one of those tough women who's a more, although I'm, you know, cis female heterosexual, I'm kind of a tough person. And so to be assuming the more friendly stance took me some work and it was this my mentor Ken Pierce who told me how to do it. So anyway, that's all I gotta say about that. Um, There is a lot that can be learned if you if you're talking to male clients and um talking about their erectile dysfunction and you're a female, you've got to put on your doctor hat and don't just go what the hell just, you know, is this guy trying to whatever, you know. No, they're really talking to you about their erectile dysfunction. You have to be assume that you're talking to a patient in some cases. So anyway, that's some of the advice I give. Um I hope that all of you will graduate from my course, join Hoodoo Psychics, <laughs> join AIR, mm-hmm. and make a lot of money. I really do think that there is a, a good work out there for everybody who wants to be a psychic, as long as you're kind and friendly. Okay. All right. We're going to turn this over to Clifford Lowe. The bar for this program
1: is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company, Forestwood, California, And located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line to be run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call one 4 hoodoo or visit hoodoopsychics.com and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service to the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our caller is Tiak in area code 630. Uh, uh, Tiak, are you there?
2: Uh-oh, silence. I can't hear um, the start. We hear no response from Teok. Um So when this happens, Clifford, since this is your second time, so let's, let's tell you when this happens. Oh, Shiva says he's made them alive. Tiak, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Ah, there they are. Okay. Um, let me just finish that thought for Clifford. If they never show up, and they were logged in, you just read their question for them. We tell them, hey, go back and listen later. But we got Tiak, so all is well. Sure.
1: All right. Very good. Uh, Tioch, uh, uh you indicated you had not had readers on uh, the situation before. Um,
2: That's correct.
1: Is that correct? Yes. All right. Uh, you say, my ex and I broke up recently after two years together. He says he didn't feel fully connected or like we fit together. I feel like we could work things out and be even happier together if we both work on our issues, but he's very stubborn and resistant to doing anything. Turning over to you, Miss Kat.
2: All right. So, Etiak, I have a couple of questions. And the way this works is you're going to get a reading. And the first reading will be from me. The second reading will be from Nadia. And then Conjure will be doing root work advice. So I'm going to ask you, um, um, a couple of questions. What is your sign of the zodiac? Sagittarius. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Okay. And what is your ex's sign of the zodiac? Cancer. Cancer. Hmm. That's not a notably. Um, Happy combination, just saying not it's just not notably there i mean of course there are people like that who live together for the rest of their lives, but it's not one of those set the world on fire <laughs> of <laughs> recommendations. you don't see that one recommended often, all right, and the other question I have is um well how how old are you? I don't need your exact age, but about how old are you, late thirties? late 30s. And how about the X? He's the same age. Same age. Okay, great. Um, The reason I ask that, if you haven't ever had a reading here before, is I want to look where you are with respect to your Saturn return. But you're past it, so that's all good. All right, so what I'm going to do here is a reading on what are the uh, possibilities of getting back together. And if So, will anything come out in the cards that would recommend a certain form of spell work which Conjurman can pick up on? So, uh, I'm going to do what's called the old three-card cut. I'm just going to cut the deck three times. So, uh, card number one is a card that's not great. And I'm I'm just going to start off by saying this is not a card that I would say shows a lot of hope. The card is the card of the Seven of Swords. And so the Seven of Swords is a person who is stealing swords, pretending to be something they're not. There's a group of knights who are around a campfire, they're telling stories, they've parked their swords out front to show that nobody has any hostile intentions, but they've left themselves open for a thief. Now, this thief can be literal thief, it can be a thief of love, it can be a thief of valor, pretending to be a, a knight, but it's a card. It also indicates that there are unknowns in this situation. There are things that you don't know and things that um, are not obvious Um, the question may have been very simple. He's stubborn. I'd like to get back together again. But there's more going on here, this card says. And you haven't been told the entire truth. And you may not have told me. When this card comes out as number one, I often say, well, you haven't told me the entire truth. But I've found over the years that that may mean you don't know the entire truth or you would have told me. So there's something here unseen, un. And it's not good. (laughs) It's not good. The next card is a card of sadness. It's the Five of Cups. And this is a person who is dressed in black and is looking down at three golden goblets that have spilled over. And behind, there are two goblets that have not spilled. And in the distance, there is a ruined castle just falling in with the stones falling apart. And there's a river going under a bridge. And you can't put the water back once it goes under the bridge. This says to me that this relationship may not be able to be put back together again. I don't see anything, the swords indicate prayer, but it's not a good card. The cups indicate bathing, but they're spilled. So this is not a great, I'm not seeing something really good here as far as an outcome, you know, and it's it's one thing to say he's stubborn but i'm going to say something about cancerians without hoping not to offend the cancerians that i know cancerians are very easily hurt and once they are hurt it's very hard for them to bounce back Sagittarians, on the other hand, are quick thinkers, quick, they land on their feet. They're very rapid actors, and that's one reason they don't get along so well with Cancerians because the Cancerians are really open-hearted and can be hurt and then kind of brood about it and brood about it and go back into their little clamshells where they keep themselves safe, you know. I think of them as being hermit crabs rather than regular crabs. They need to hide in a little shell. The third card, however, is a card that says this person has retreated. It's the card of the hermit, but they are showing a lantern and they're, they're up on a mountain of ice. Now, cancer is, of course, water. When water freezes, it's ice. So this person is definitely dug in to their position of it not being good. And they are have a lantern that they're holding, and the lantern is as if to say, well, you may be able to find me, um, but um, I'm not looking for you. So the card tells me that um, what he said was true. He didn't feel fully connected or like you fit together. You thought you could work things out. He's already made up his mind, but there's also something under all of this that you don't know about. Okay, that's that's what I see. I'm going to pass this on to Nadia.
3: Okay. Thank you, Kat. And I believe um, the caller might be uh, literally my neighbor over here. I'm not- in the area of Chicago, so um, hmm. I don't know if that if that of of uh, much significance or not, but I'm just going to mention it, uh, my dear. I pulled some cards also. I pulled three cards and then I pulled another card for clarification. The first three cards that I got is the Nine of Pentacles, Two of Swords, and the Lovers. And the way these cards are striking me is that there is no um, this relationship cannot. Um, come together because a compromise cannot be made. Meaning in order for the relationship to continue and flourish as the lovers, uh, there is too much sacrifice to be made. And on the other hand, there is a sort of flourishing and success, but it's on on alone on your own and for me as I look at this there's the nine of pentacles it's it's personal success is moving forward and on the other side the lovers is almost an ideal of love or an ideal of how this relationship was supposed to go but when we see the other person as stubborn a lot of times what it really means is that they they had boundaries or they didn't agree to what we wanted to do so they're not seeing their relationship the way we are seeing their relationship. What I'm seeing here is a two of swords. This is like a deal breaker. It's a choice. It's something that there was no agreement. A compromise cannot be made. And the way you want a relationship, this particular person cannot give it to you. And I pulled another card, as I said, and I also got the five of cups. And I have this oh. feeling that this is, this is not um, – this is not a situation with, with this card where somebody is like, there is like a, a, a malefic something or evil something or somebody. I'm just feeling sadness. Like people that tried, but it doesn't work out. And if people take away and you go your way and he's going his own way and you learn from this, this is actually bringing you to a whole other place. And for you to be able to have that kind of relationship, literally you have to understand that, that, that the ideals of relationships don't necessarily work like, like that, and we have to let a person go. So, yeah, I do see here a Five of Cups, so I can't really say that I, I do love work on this person. What I do see is do love work on yourself, like how do I grow from this, and how can I make bank Nine of Pentacles and be with the person that I love or going to love and in a way that does not need to compromise. Because this is that this is the issue. It's not that the love is not there. It's the compromise cannot come together. This is kind of what I'm seeing here. If that makes sense.
2: Wow, I, I and I I know we're going to turn this over to conjurman for root work, but I just want to throw in something about that nine of pentacles. That card is about a choice um, that a woman must make between a snail yes. and a hawk, and the snail is someone who comes around too slowly and the hawk is someone who comes quickly to your bidding and I would say that if you're going to do root work and Contra is going to maybe talk about this you should put a time limit don't be waiting forever that's all I'm going
0: to say with that
2: snail let's turn it over to Contra and he's going to give you some root work
0: yeah, thanks. I think you've got some really good advice here. Um, but your heart is, you know, wants what it wants. Here's what I'm going to recommend. I'm going to offer you two workings. The first is going to give you a chance to have a really serious heart-to-heart with this individual. It is not to bring this person back into your life or to make the relationship work. That's entirely in your hands. What it will do is give you a chance to at least broach the topic and have a real heart-to-heart with this person. What happens after that is up to you. The second working is to draw love into your life as, you know, to bring you happiness. So these two can go together. But we're going to start first because I think your, your heart here is still very doubtful. or You're like, there's this question of, well, I think we can still make it work. Well, let's see if you can. So what I want you to do is actually start with a bath. I want you to get rose petals, violet leaves, and Damiana. Brew this into a tea and bathe yourself in this. Let yourself air dry then dispose of the used bath water off of your, you could do it off of your property, uh, by your front door, sprinkle it by your front door, throw it out to draw this person to you. Set up a photo of you guys when you were happy, take a memory, of, this would be meaningful photo, take a memory that had been captured, place this into a picture frame and then anoint this picture frame with reconciliation oil. Set this up on some type of altar, some space, whatever type of place you can dedicate to it, okay? Then to either side, you're going to set a candle holder. You're going to anoint them. You're going to take two pink candles and anoint them with reconciliation oil, setting them in these candle holders. Light the candles, and by this light of candles, you're going to place in front of the photo an incense brazier of some sort. It could be a heat-proof cauldron. It could be a dish. It could be a sensor, whatever you've got, but it should be able to hold uh, incense, You're going to get yourself a uh, incense charcoal. You're going to light it, place it into this incense brazier. Then you're going to sprinkle some reconciliation incense into it. That you have mixed a pinch of violet leaves into. Violet leaves are, are for healing the heart, for removing the wounds of the heart, for repairing what has been damaged between two people. Let this smoke rise and speak through the smoke to the person directly. So as you're talking, the smoke should blow onto the photo of you two that's being framed by the candle. You see this image in your head quite clearly. Speak directly to this person. Do this at night while they are asleep. Speak directly. Call to him. Say, hey, you and I need to speak. You and I need to talk. There is a lot of unfinished business between us. There is a lot still within our hearts that we need to get in place on the table do this for three days no more than three days on the final day i want you to take the incense and you're going to blow it here at a crossroads So go out to the crossroads blow the incense from the incense brazier let the wind scatter it and allow this person to be drawn back into your life wait Wait for a short period of time. Set yourself a deadline and wait to hear from this person. Maybe maybe reach out. See if it softens things up. And if it has, then set up a time to speak. You two should talk, have a heart-to-heart, and see where things go from there, where the dice falls. In all honesty, what this will likely do is give you an opportunity to heal your heart, to get what's on your chest out, to be able to clear the air when you do this, you must then walk away. Be able to say, okay, I feel like I, I was able to complete. I have a sense of closure here. Don't, simp- don't do this and go, okay, I'm gonna do it again because we need to have another talk. Don't keep doing this and having six and seven, na- nine talks and getting no results whatsoever. This should be just to heal your heart. So this is for you to have a sense of closure. When you come back, when you're done from this talk, When the moon begins to wax on a Friday, take a piece of paper, fold it in half. On the right side, I want you to write all the things you desire in a person, the things you want in a relationship. This should be meaningful. This should be a list of qualities, characteristics, but also the things that make you happy. You should be sexually attracted to your partner. They should give you their time, their money. They should support you. They should be loyal and so on and so forth. On the left-hand side, you're going to write all the things you don't want in the relationship. This should be what you've just experienced, a person who doubts us, a person who doesn't feel like they click with me, a person who is unsure of the relationship. Write it all down. Tear the paper in half so that you have a right paper and a left paper. The left one with all the shit you don't want, all that nastiness, you're going to fold up, put into a cauldron, and light on fire. Let it burn to ash and cover it with salt. Take this to a crossroads, throw it over your left shoulder, and walk away. When you get back, take the paper with all the things that remain, the things you desire and want. In the center of it, place two rose petals. Fold this up and put it into a mojo bag with Bohog root, Queen Elizabeth root, and just a small, small lodestone grit that you have fed some magnetic sand on. Pray into this. Close it up and knock it three times, anoint it with your favorite perfume and some come-to-me oil. Wear this on your body as your ally as you go out in the world, and it will draw to you the exact love that you desire. Now, if this guy is the right guy, and all these readings are wrong, which I doubt that they are, and things are meant to work out, then this thing will bring him back with all the good you saw in him. When you got in the relationship in the first place, and none of the bad. If, however, this is not the man for you, and Miss Cat and Madame Nadia have suggestively told you so, then be open to new love, because this new person will have everything that you desire with none of the doubt or hesitation that you're currently dealing with. This is my recommendation to you. We have a cup. We have one minute left. Let's see if Miss Cat or Madame Nadia have anything further to add.
2: Wow. That was really, really great. I was trying to type and you were talking so fast. Um but um I'm hoping that Nagashiva will go back and catch up what I missed and um and put it into the chat. Um, I missed half the herbs. Um there was one with the rose petals, the bohog root, and there was another herb. What was that?
0: Queen Elizabeth and the tall uh, lodestone grit.
2: Okay, Kiwi root Okay, got it. Thank you. <laughs> I sort of thought it was, but I just didn't didn't wasn't sure. Um <laughs> this is a wonderful way of working and it is a way of finding closure. And I, I cannot stress enough, based on the cards that we had, there is something else going on and Papa G said too, when people clients come to readers like us and say the other person is stubborn they may have had another reader tell them that that phrase is really an odd one and um, it doesn't make a lot of sense all the time why are they stubborn? where where did this idea came that they were stubborn? they may have just been telling you their truth and so as readers Papaji is right, so is Nadia, so is Conjurman when we hear that what we often mean is they said no and you think you can work them and get it to work your way, but you might not be able to. All right. Well, that's the end of that, and I hope we were able to help. I wish it had been a happier reading, but we sure got what we saw was a conclusion here. Call back again later, if, you know, in a few months, and let us know how things have gone. Okay, next up is our network schedule announcement.
0: All-time specific, Add 3 Hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com.
1: And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Madam Nadia of MadamNadi.com in Chicago. Take it away, Madam Nadia.
3: Okay, well, thank you. And um, I was thinking about a spell that is going to kind of put together the things that we mentioned and um, is also going to represent some sort of idea of business or divide time and space. So before I go into the spell, I want us to think about uh, sort of the quarterly calendar, business calendar, and think, okay, as spell workers, as spiritual people, how do we look at a calendar like that? How do we divide the year by quarters? So solstices, equinoxes, whatever is the plural of that, I think that this is a great way to divide your year into four. And I'm saying that because we are going to to consider all of those uh, quarters or all of those parts. And what I would like um, to suggest is for people to go and buy two loaves of bread. What bread you're buying, I don't care what it is, just understand that you're going to be eating one of them. So if you have dietary restrictions, feel free to, supple- to, to, to supplement and use whatever else that you would consider as bread for you. And you're going to go to a store and you're going to buy two of those. And the first one that you're going, and, and one of them, you're going to specifically walk around until you're going to find a person that is in clear need of money or food, and you're going to give them a loaf, the first loaf. You are not going to go home. You're not going to go anywhere until you give that one first loaf out. Then you're going to go home. And then you are going to do your ritual. So let's say that the next memorable date, is going to be december 21st so this ritual would potentially start on december 21st and then the second part of the ritual is going to be on march 20th which would be the spring equinox and so forth and so on and for this ritual you will need a stick of butter at room temperature and it will represent the element of air because it's smooth and we want your boards to be really really smooth we're going to use honey for water We're going to use some salt, a pinch, to represent earth, and we're going to use cinnamon to represent fire. And, again, use as many pinches as you would like. I believe that if you put yourself out as a spiritual worker in this business, you will know how much cinnamon to use in this kind of spell. And so what I would like you to do is to put your bread out, To put your candle out, you're also going to have a white candle. You're going to light a candle. You're going to invoke whatever spirituality energy you're working with. You're going to put a glass of water as a memory and honor to your ancestors and your teachers. You're going to put your loaf of bread in front of you, and you're going to pray again in any way or or put energy into this bread, making it holy, making it special because it is a symbol of some sustenance. It's a symbol of your business, because your business is supposed to bring you food, is supposed to give you... Energy is supposed to feed you, and it's supposed to feed you in a good way, so it feeds back the community because when you do your work and you give that work to another person, that person is then able to do what they need to do and so forth and so on. So basically, if you sustain yourself in a good way, you can sustain the whole community in a good way, and this is the energy that we are bringing to this working. And so you're going to take the ingredients – the butter, the honey, the salt, and the cinnamon. And you're going to start mushing it and mixing it together. And as you are doing it, you're going to invoke the divine. And for me, when I invoke the divine, I say spirit. So you're going to say, I'm a breath of fresh air. I am the holy water of the soul. I am the bread maker. I am here to answer your call. And then you're going to say, my name is, so my name is Nadia. And Madam Nadia, i going to insert your business name. And Madam Nadia is what I call my business. So my name is Nadia and Madam Nadia is what I call my business. Everyone loves me. Everyone sees me. My pockets are full. My sleep is sound. My people are safe. My spell is sealed. Amen. And what I want you to do I want you to divide the bread into four portions because each portion, remember, represents a time frame quarterly because it's your business. So you're going to divide and you're going to put them in freezer bags. You're going to put them separately, three into your freezer, and one you're going to start eating. And you have that mix that you created, that honey in butter and salt and cinnamon. This is something that you can share with your family or eat on your own on this bread. So Every day you're going to take a piece of bread, maybe a piece of toast, you're going to put it on, and you're going to think about your business. And as you take it inside of you, so is the creativity and the wealth and everything that cannot be seen by the eye but comes from the heart is going to start blossoming. And that's it. Uh,
2: that's a beautiful spell. And I oh, just wow. have to say... This is so Rosh Hashanah-like.
3: <laughs> yes, we just have um, some apples. We just don't beautiful have the apples. Is such a I was good just gonna say, can we have the apples too, please? <laughs> yes, let's put in the apples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have
2: a little, have a little slice of, a, have an apple, slice it up, and uh, some of the extra honey, the little bowl of honey, just dip the apples. Just you don't have to dip the whole thing in honey. It's very sweet. You just want to dip the tip of the apple chomp it down. Now we've got, got it going on. That's a wonderful yeah. spell.
0: Oh, It really was. And beautiful is the right word for the work that Madame Nadia always teaches us. They've always got such a sense of beauty to them. And I really do love the component of working with bread this way. What a really, mm-hmm. really cool way of working with bread this way.
2: This is, of course, meanwhile, Papa G and Doc Murphy who come from a different world, they're grilling cinnamon toast out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: coming over, guys We're having a mastermind meeting okay? Meanwhile, I'm yeah. in the back
2: Doing toast well, with it's, cinnamon
3: yes.
2: It's multicultural It's multicultural Now, in my family, we would also make um, There was a kind of honey cake we made And it was made with all of the money Herb cinnamon, allspice, cloves, everything And that's the cake Good stuff <laughs> yeah. And it was made with coffee for the liquid. And um my grandmother used to say the coffee is to keep you awake and everything else, you're gonna get money the year all year long. So there's many recipes for these. This is a great one. And also it has the idea of charity. You start by giving away sadaka, exactly. you give charity, that's really great. Yes. And also there's a whole nother custom of throwing out breadcrumbs at rosh Hashanah, um Mm -hmm. to get rid of any sins you've had. I love the way you think, Madam Nadia, and I hope I didn't give away too much of your background there because that's really kind of (laughs) cool. Thank you. (laughs)
3: That's
2: a wonderful spell, something anyone could do. All right, well, we're going to bring in Clifford Lowe, and um, we're going to have him give us our announcements, and then we're all going to come back and say goodbye.
1: Right. Thank you very much, Miss Cat and Conjure And thank you, Madam Nadia of MadamNadia.com in Chicago for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest is Jeremy Weiss of TempleOfMiriam.com in Seattle, Washington. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and conjurman at conjurman in Mission VO, California. I'm your announcer Clifford Lowe joining you from CliffLowe.com. The Lucky Mojo Root the Lucky Mojo Hudu Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radio html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye.
2: Thank you, Clifford, and thanks for being our wonderful new announcer. Um, I just have to ask, so Clifford, did you recognize any elements of Madame Nadia's spell?
1: oh Absolutely. Not- I grew up an Orthodox Jew, and there were little tidbits of that in there.
2: Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> I just thought it was cute. <laughs> It was once. All righty. And so uh, all I have to say is that we have um, the studio clock is off. The show has been extended so we won't be cut off. God knows what that means.
0: I have
2: (laughs) not a clue. Good night.
0: Good night, all.
2: Good night. Bye.